I love this music. I love this music. So this morning, there's a lot going on. You know, one of those crazy, crazy mornings. So it started off with um, me getting up late, uh, going in the garage, the entire dog food, like I put it in Tupperware, right? The cat managed to throw it on the floor. There's dog food everywhere in my garage. No, I didn't pick it up. I had a podcast to do. Um, and out of this craziness came uh, the thought of what I want to say to you to the, from the, for the podcast. So it's crazy how sometimes um, success doesn't come dressed the way you imagined it. The subject of today is the reality question. Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dreams or not? That, that's the big reality question. So coming back to my reality check this morning where I'm running around like a chicken without a head and all of this is happening. Well, that's life every day. There, there's going to be some, some unexpected things that happen and don't be sidetracked by saying, oh, I, I can't handle this anymore. Melanie Miller, you know what it's about with Tupperware. I can't handle it. This is too much work. And we throw it out the window to do something else. Chaos is there to try to distract us and send us on another journey. Now, you all know I believe in God and I'm not, I mean, I don't say it very like gently or whatever. I know that God has his path for me. When I was born, he gave me a set of gifts and I have a very specific role to play in this world. So do you. So do you. Okay. The thing is this, is that we as human beings have taken the, the decision of what this success should look like instead of just understanding what our values are and let life unfold before us. Now, for those that were in the, in the last podcast, it was, I think, Wednesday this week, you know, where you just have to lean in everything you're doing and life will unfold for you. People want to control uh, what is happening. Now, my mother used to put it this way. When chaos happens around you, it's the devil <laughs> that's trying to distract you. And if you're not solid in your values, you will end up quitting your job, going for something else. You will end up quitting your multi-level marketing you're doing right now, going for something else. And that is where a lot of people will drift, 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 end up at my age, Melanie Miller's age, and say, oh my God, what happened to my life? Where did everything go for me? Where did everything go for me? So yes, 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 as Maxwell puts it, dreams are not supposed to start with reality. Of course not. They're supposed to be fantastic, incredible, out of the box. Facing the reality is like having cold water hit your face, okay? And this is where your reality check comes in. So Marie-Pierre today will uh, help you to check re the reality boxes. Is what you're dreaming of right now, Trish, does it fit the reality box? Or are you dreaming in colors? Because we have to be careful in multi-level marketing business. A lot of times we, we, uh, uh, we, we are, we, we are, we, they, they make us mirror many, many things. They make us imagine many, many, many things. Uh, but we have to be careful that we are acting within the, the, the gift set 
we have been given. Does everybody feel, understand what I'm trying to say here? Okay, I'm looking at my Zoom friends to make sure that everybody understands me. I need, I need, I need to say, okay, check. Because it's very easy to be sidetracked. Very easy to get your ego going. Your ego going. Somebody makes you believe that, oh, you should quit. Let's go with my business. Tupperware, you should be a coach and da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And all of a sudden, you're looking just for technically a more glamorous uh, uh, way of making money instead of packing boxes. But the reality check is what we're going to look at today. So I'm going to leave you in the hands of Dr. Melanie Miller, who's going to explain a beautiful story in this segment. We divided it into two, so tomorrow will be the close of chapter three. And Marie-Pierre is going to do what she does best, which is questioning us and of course, you need to be on the inspirational group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, on Facebook. Go there because all the exercises are there. And if you haven't yet shared the podcast, please, please, please go share the podcast. So if you know anybody that's delusional, did you, did you like my, my way of putting it? <laughs> if you know anybody that's delusional, they've got to listen to today's podcast and tomorrow. So this is what you're going to write on top. Am I, are you depending on factors within your control to achieve your dreams? Yes or no. Listen to this podcast. And I'm sure every one of us knows at least one person that's delusional around us between what they dream and what they want to achieve and the way they're behaving. So with no further ado, take it away, my dear friend, Melanie from Australia, that it is now 12, 15 a.m. for her. Yes, indeed. And I hope you're going to be able to uh, hear me okay. So um, we're talking about the reality question about dreams. Dreams are hopes, desires, possibilities. But should they be fantastic, incredible, and out of the box? Are they products of imagine and imagination and creativity? So is a dream worth having if it has no chance of becoming reality? When you are young, your parents and people around you, they'll tell you things like, you can do anything you want. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And we're always being told to aim higher than we believe we can reach, that we can achieve any goal. John Maxwell is not impressed by these phrases. What he says is he agrees we should all aim higher, and I definitely agree with that too, but that we cannot achieve any goal we want because reality will hit. So Richard Bach, he said, you are never given a wish without also being given the power to make it true. And John Maxwell says, that can't be the case, because why is it that kids will dream? Okay, so you're not hearing me at all? Okay, um, why is it? Just let me know on Podbeam if you're hearing me okay. Why is it that kids might, might dream that they're flying, but they're never actually going to be able to fly? So being given the power to make it true is absolutely not true in that case. And remember that show, which I think is still on from time to time, American Idol, 
Who's seeing people go on there and they believe they have the best voice ever, but when they actually start to sing, they're off key, they can't keep the rhythm, but they really believe that they can sing, dance, tell jokes. And when they're told by the experts that they're just not good enough, they throw tantrums and assert that they are victims of somebody's opinion. Somewhere along the line, they have not been given the appropriate counsel by the people around them. So when you have talent and you work hard and you have a dream to go with it, perhaps then it can happen. So I want to introduce you to a young man called Andy Hull. And the reason that I say he's a young man is because when we first start to hear about his story, he was eight years old. His mother says he was singing before he could talk. He was absolutely fascinated by music. She never had to um, force him to practice. In fact, she had to stop him practicing. He had his first guitar at age eight. He taught himself and then he picked up other instruments like trumpet or piano, but he loved string instruments the most. In the sixth grade, he formed his first band. At age 13, he and a friend wrote, started writing songs together and they would, they would um, get together over the phone with a tape recorder. When a junior in high school, he wanted to quit school. He wanted to do just music. And his father asked him, so what's your plan? He says, I'm going to leave high school. I'm going to homeschool myself and I'm going to make a record in that time. So what he did, he put himself out a plan and he says, I'm allocating two hours a day for school. The rest of the time, I'm going to write songs, put a band together, raise money for studio for a studio and record an album. And guess what? He managed to achieve all of that. He was okay with his two hours per day homeschooling himself. He did not release the album, but learned a lot in the process. So he solidified his, his band which he called Manchester Orchestra. He learned about the music business, came up with a plan to move forward, and he did not want to go the normal route of young musicians, he, which is where they're signed up by a label and then their music is owned by the label. He wanted to release his music online, build a following for the band by touring, and create and produce his own label, Favourite Gentleman. He turned down several offers from record companies until partnership, a partnership with someone came up who would not only sign the band, but also sign the Favourite Gentleman label. And Sony were the partners. He received much less money up front, but retained much more control of his music. He received money from Sony to sign other bands to his label and his vision to create a community of artists started to come true. And Sony told him that this was the best business plan of any 19 year old. 
when this book was written, he was 21 years old. He was president of his label. He had signed 10 bands, released 15 records uh, from his own band. And um, he had been on the late night show with Letterman and Conan O'Brien. In 2007, his band did 250 appearances. Andy was able to achieve everything that he wanted because he had talent, hard work, and a dream. And what I did um, was to look up Andy Hull and where he is now, and he's still producing amazing indie music. He has produced several bands. He's actually um, produced many records. And I liked his music so much when I was listening to it that um, I'm definitely recommending it to Alan, who uh, likes that sort of music. He's a great example of um, bringing two important things together. He had talent and hard work. One without the other will not result in a dream fulfilled. Karaoke bars are filled with talented people but they do not have the work ethic to make their dream a reality. The reality check is, am I willing to do what it takes to use my talent to achieve my dream? So I'm going to pass over now to Marie-Pierre, who's going to elaborate a little more on that. Okay, so <laughs> I hope we're good for now. So Melanie, if you want to look what I um read in the chat is that on the zoom they uh, they couldn't uh, hear you so for the next one i think we can do a check sound sound check <laughs> okay <laughs> to make sure that everything is good okay so now that uh, we understand with that beautiful uh, uh story there's it comes down to two questions is your dream realistic and number one number two do you uh, have the work ethic to achieve it now so you need to have that reality check. Are your goals realistic or not? So your goal, uh, are they too ambitious or are they realistic? So it's important that the goals that we're setting are designed to help us succeed and not uh, set ourselves up for failure. So there's three things you need to do to ensure your goals are realistic. Number one, make sure the goal challenges you. So don't set goals that are too easy or too hard. So if it's too easy, you won't apply yourself. And if it's too hard, you may demoralize yourself. So by setting realistic yet challenging goals, you hit the balance you need. Number two. <laughs> now I forget that I'm here with her this morning so we can hear what she's doing. <laughs> okay, number two, make sure the goal is relevant. So how this goal help you become tomorrow the tomorrow's version of you? So goals should be relevant to the direction you want your life to take. So by keeping your goal in line with your life big picture, you're helping yourself align with and focus on what you need to get ahead. And number three is lay out the action plan. So if you can have an action plan, so that means that yes, it's a realistic goal. So write it down, Maria. <laughs> So this is the most important step to any goal you set and break down your goal into the action step you need to achieve it. And then, yes, maybe you say, okay, I understand. My dream is realistic. Perfect. So the second question, 
do you have the work ethic to achieve it? So what is the work ethic? So what are the quality uh, that, uh, that make a good or poor work ethic? So work ethic will refer to a set of moral principle, value and attitude around how you to, to act at work. So it will vary depending on your organization and company culture, but there are a few universal quality of both, both good or poor uh, and poor work ethic. So there's reliability and dependability. So you need to meet deadlines on time, act appropriately in virtual and in-person meeting and navigate different communication styles. So you need to regularly deliver of, uh, on these behavior. Productivity. So you need to consistently navigate your priorities uh, and find smart ways uh, to use time and complete important, uh, important tasks and deliver high quality results. Ownership and autonomy. So you need to exercise initiative and show that you can take direction from others, learn and improve. And collaboration and team support. So you need to have the foresight to look beyond your individual role and establish positive working relationship with others. So support the responsibilities of your team and act as a team player. So, yes. <laughs> So all those four qualities will demonstrate the professional integrity. And Maria, <laughs> it's really a, <laughs> I keep focus, focus, focus. Okay. <laughs> and in contrast, the example of bad work ethic would include low work quality, <laughs> consistent tardiness, lack of attention to deadline, focuses on your own goals at the expense of the greater team or company goal, and abuse and harassment, whether the most explicit variety of or the unconscious microaggression and sabotage of others. So yes, there's 30% of people that will have, <laughs> have called in sick when they're not really sick. So that's something that yes, so maybe you just don't feel like going, but there's some really fun <laughs> way to some creative explanation of people who don't want to go to work. So just to make you laugh a little bit. Oh, my toe got stuck in the faucet. Oh, I was too upset after watching the Hunger Games. Oh, I forgot I had been hired for the job. <laughs> my dead grandmother was being exhumed for a police investigation. My dog was having a nervous breakdown. I could see Maria say that. <laughs> I was suffering from a broken heart. Or a bird bit me. I got sick from reading too much. Or I dyed my hair at home and it turned orange. So yes, maybe you say, oh, I heard something that, yes, it's funny, but just to realize that the work ethic is really important. So how can you really build the strong ethic for you? So number one, there's seven steps. <laughs> okay, so something that you have to know about Maria, when she's tired, she's gonna do everything to keep her focused, focused, awake. So she's gonna do all those things <laughs> to laugh, but it's to keep her awake. <laughs> okay, so number one, how to build a strong work ethic. Number one, follow the lead of your peers, mentor, and bosses. So when you're the new person, it's the best way to learn is to observe. So I pay attention to how your coworker behave in meeting and gain a better understanding of their etiquette as well as the communication style of different people and team. Number two, 
develop the self-discipline. So to be reliable, dependable and productive in workplace, you need the self-discipline. And anything worthwhile achieving, take discipline. So stay focused on the long-term goal and not being sidetracked by short-term gratification. So train yourself to be persistent and to follow through on project, strive for excellence in your assignment. Number three, reprioritize each day and start it strong. So I love that on Monday and Tuesday, they are covering the book um, Eat That Frog. So it's really the same thing. So just make sure that yes, you prioritize in your day what is the most important. So yes, there's gonna be something that is urgent, that is the deadline maybe today. Of course, you have to do it, but you don't have, you don't want to lose track of the thing that is on the long term. So maybe it's just gonna be a 30 minutes at the beginning of the day for something that is on the long term. And after that, yes, you can go for the urgent thing. Number four is think like an owner. So an essential part of building a good work ethic is adopting a do it like you own it attitude. So you can do this by being proactive in small but powerful ways. Number five is hold the team interest higher than your own. So it's so easy to get focused on your day-to-day -day task and what it takes to get you promoted and rewarded at work. But don't be the lone wolf who comes in, get their work done, and then berates others when they fail to meet the deadline. So make sure that you be respectful of others, develop a reputation of integrity, which means being honest, just, and consistent in what you say and do. Number six, practice punctuality. So develop the habit of being on time and early <laughs> for all appointments. So if you're, for example, going at school, so getting to class ahead of schedule will give you the opportunity maybe to talk with your professor or just get mentally prepared by reviewing, reviewing your notes. And number seven is stay balanced because having a good work ethic does not mean keeping your eyes glued to your computer monitor, but it includes knowing how to take care of yourself. So getting proper sleep, eating right, taking time to relax and recharge, keeping your priority in life clear will help you maintain the proper perspective at work too. So I hope with those seven points, it gives you an idea how to make sure that you have that work ethic that we talk about. My sound is open now. Yeah, good. How many of you, with what Marie-Pierre just said, you went, oh, I get it. How many of you? Okay. Uh, me too. I'm going here and I. this is all, everything I had to develop. Follow the lead of peers and mentors and bosses, those that had started before me in this business. I was absolutely copy pasting everything they did. And again, for those that did not see any pictures of me when I was 20, I look younger today at 58 than I did when I was 20. When, when they said, when, when, I, when she read, follow the lead, you have no idea how copy paste I would do things. I would literally breathe their oxygen. That's how I copy paste those better than me when I started in this business. How about develop self-discipline? You know, you know, you say you're going to do this, then do it. Okay. That helps with accountability. How, how about 
having your priorities in the right place every day. I was sharing with Melanie and um, Marie-Pierre yesterday. I said, yesterday I filled up my conditioning program and it said, what did you do to build your business today? Okay. And I could only write down one thing. Normally, I write down things like uh, prepared the podcast, delivered the podcast, I prepared a power hour, I did a meet with, with uh, le leaders in the 2080. I mean, I can go on and on, and I, my, I don't have enough of one line. Yesterday, the only thing I could write down was I was part of the meeting, the, 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 the rally last night. Nothing else. And I said to Melanie and, uh, and uh, Marie-Pierre, and I said, and yet I worked like a dog all day long. I don't know why we use that expression since I have dogs, by the way. <laughs> I don't know where we picked up that expression. We work like a dog because dogs don't work. They just sit around and sleep all day long. But, but anyways, that's another story in itself. Um, but I said, the unfortunate thing, nothing of what I did was aligned with where I need to go with my business. And a lot of us are very, very busy, but we're not doing work to advance us. And I said to Melanie Miller, now that you're tasting a little bit of, of Australia, think about how you can get your daily operational systems in the first hour to maximum four hours a day. Your 511, 511. Because at the end of the day, if I was able to write in that I did 511, 511, my day would have been a success, but that was not the case yesterday. So yes, the operation was a success. All my checklist was done, but none of that checklist was aligned where, where I want to go in life. So that being said, I'm, I just love, love, love what she, she, you, you brought out, Marie-Pierre. Thank you. In closing, what I want to share with you is you need to take a look at yourself in a very realistic way and identify what are your strengths. Please do not dream of going to X factor or whatever, when you know that once in a while you give a false note, I don't care how good of a singer you are, you may be a great karaoke singer, right? But not good enough to be a world on the worldwide stage. So be very careful when it comes to that. And what I want to share with you, I know that me being in Tupperware is not what I imagined at 16. At 16, I visualized myself wearing a suit with a briefcase. And I, I, I imagine I was going to be some kind of great lawyer, worldwide corporate lawyer. That was my vision, earning six digits. But reality check, this is what Maxwell is saying. When I looked at my qualities and when I looked at what I didn't have, I didn't have going to university. That was not part of my, my, my strengths, you see. So Am I earning the six, seven digits? Absolutely. Did it come in the way I thought it would have came? Absolutely not. So having clear goals and expectation based on your strengths is very, very important. And then you start being successful. Okay, so now here I am in Tupperware. We start being successful. Can you imagine, Melanie, everybody that comes and see me and tells me you should do this instead? You're so good. Now, if your ego is big and if your vanity is high, I don't know how to put it, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be one of those great people that will buy into Tupperware doesn't deserve me. I should be doing this instead. And that being said, I want to just share with you uh, people that, M M M Melanie, you know, 
okay, that during a, a, a gala, we showed a video and all she spoke was three seconds and when we and she was not even there that night and she said and when people wrote down who most most uh, um uh caught your attention tonight they mentioned her name and we started laughing because she was not even in the room see ego and vanity played in her mind and she could have been our next multi-million dollar earner a year but because she listened to what people told her you're so good you're so charismatic da 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 da, da she ended up focusing on writing books doing conferences where she it costed her money let alone not make money and today a very prosperous career that she was making over a hundred thousand a year and i know she could have been a million dollar earner is no longer with us because da -da -da -da, reality check she didn't do it so be very careful because as you climb the ladder of success and you start being that six digit earner people are gonna people are gonna praise you okay you're gonna have groupies you're gonna have followers and they're gonna tell you how great you are and they're gonna tell you everything you want to hear but be very very careful don't be fooled don't be fooled I know that for me, uh, I've been told you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. You just, you can just imagine, Melanie, especially after I went to Harvard University to speak on women's entrepreneurship. You have no idea how distracting that can be. But my values are solid. I know what my strengths are and I know what my weaknesses are and never went to my brain. They told me I should write a book. Okay, we had the book written. What did, what, what did, what did we sell? 10, 15, 20,000 copies? Even at a dollar a book, you think that's going to earn me 100K a year? Do you understand, guys, what I mean? Okay, so yes, have dreams, have big dreams but make sure they're based on reality. So I'm so excited for tomorrow because we're gonna close off this segment and I hope it speaks to everybody as much as it spoke to me this morning. So Melanie Miller, thank you. Absolutely landed it. Amazing and muddy PI right here. Mwah! Okay, beautiful presentation. See you tomorrow morning guys or tonight at rally. Bye-bye everyone.